Hi, I'm Matthew Shimelo. Welcome to the Money Masterclass, where we challenge you and help you, encourage you to make, manage, and multiply money. Today, we're taking questions from members of our level two of the Money Masterclass. We have some interesting questions here, and I hope they help you too. Somebody had said, please clarify for me. If I need to register a limited company on my own, will this be possible without all the directors as required? I have a concept to start online, but expand later on. Well, in the United Kingdom, the laws have just changed. Previously, you could not register as one director, but now you could. And we always encourage people on the Money Masterclass that you should start not with partnerships, but with a limited liability company. This has several advantages when you register uh, on when you register on a limited liability company. Once you do this, you can then expand and have other directors in the future. It is very important for you to uh, own your company. However, where it becomes necessary to have other directors it might be wise to do so. If you are worried about people wanting to take over what belongs to you, always recognize the law of the 51. So keep 51%, 51% of your company to yourself so that 49 is made available. There's a massive battle going on in the country of Nigeria right now over a chain of, uh, of pharmacies done very well across the whole nation but then the owner decided to go look for major conglomerates outside the country to come and invest and for these people's intention to bring 10 million dollars and they had brought some of it before she knew the owner the uh, managing director and chairperson of the company found that she was being edged out of her own company and um from what I read in the papers, sometimes you don't have all the information. It seems like she only has 46% of the, of the voting power of the shares. Uh, I, I personally think that was a mistake. She should have had very good commercial slash business lawyers to advertise, to advise her. So that even if people are bringing all the monies in the world, the, the majority should belong to you or rather, if she was selling her shares, she should have monetized it, know how much she's sharing, she's selling, and then keep her 46%. But if she's not getting money, and she's only having 46% of what she had always owned and only brought these people, was not properly thought through. And uh, it could just have shot her in the foot. Next question. I own two buildings in Congo Brazzaville of high value. The real estate is located between the EU and the USA embassy. I would like as a company registered in the UK to own this real estate and borrow money in the, that owns this real estate to borrow money in the UK bank to build, a, to build nice houses for the embassies. Fantastic question, but my counsel will be that, I think we've dealt with this question in the past. My counsel would be that Congo Brazzaville has an incredible relationship with France. France understands Brazzaville. The UK may not fully understand Brazzaville. 
I would suggest that with you having a land that is sandwiched between the EU and the US Embassy, that is top-notch location. That is like A-plus location. Therefore, maybe what you could do is one of two or three things. Number one, you could look for a JV, joint venture. Go uh, to the France and look for a major developer. Bring them to Brazzaville. Let them look at your land and let them suggest what can be built. They own 40% or 50%. You own 50%. Your only contribution was the land. And this was to bring the money and to build. For example, you made the, I know Brazzaville. I've been there. Beautiful uh, city, uh, the capital, Brazzaville itself. If you are building between these two buildings, maybe they should build a high-rise, 10 floors with four flats on each floor. That would be something like 40 apartments. And if 20 to 25 was yours and 15 belongs to the developers, that would be fantastic. So do not borrow from the UK because they may not fully understand. Number two, the French will understand. You can do joint venture with somebody. The other one you could also do is BOT, build, operate, and transfer. You could ask a major conglomerate to build maybe 20 floors. They give you only six, but they manage 14 for 25 years. At the end of 25, it reverts back to you. That's a tall order, but you can also ask for that one. But like a council, the French will understand you better and they'll be able to connect with you better. By the way, Brazzaville is one of the two Congos that has more crude oil. So it's, it has great potential. In fact, there are people who also live in Brazzaville who will drive, who will ride on the river Congo to Democratic Republic of Congo every week. So this is fantastic, but use a French option. Next question. For people working in nine to five jobs, how do you advise we move to being entrepreneurs? without having to resign initially from our current jobs. As you had mentioned, effectiveness could require as much as 68 hours dedication on one's personal business. Please understand, we are not saying, Jacinta, we are not asking you to resign from your work. That will not be wise. Stay in your work, operate the Pareto principle of the 80-20. 80% of your time at the moment should be to your employer. 20% given towards your own business so that it is a, uh, is, a side, is a side hustle, shall we call it, until it grows to the place where it can pay you. Do not resign until your own business can really pay you probably five, six, seven times and it has really gained its own strength. When we say 68 hours, we're talking about uh, hours of labor. The International Labor Organization has established that no country should make a people work for more than 40 to 45 hours a, a week. That is if you are in employment. But if you are the entrepreneur who owns the vision, <laughs> if you want to be a millionaire, you have to work 68 hours. Then if you want to be a multi-millionaire, you have to work 
95 hours a week. You have to change 9 to 5 to 95 if you want to be a multi-millionaire. And you, guess what? People who own their own business, when they do these 68 hours, they don't feel the stress because all the result is coming to them and the fruitfulness is coming to them. And the 68 hours is not a rigid 68 hours. Wake up in the morning, rush to work, come back home, have some food, watch television, go to bed. Part of the 68 hours is you are in the kitchen, somebody's calling for orders and you are using your phone to arrange the orders. You are paying, you are using your phone to pay for the product. You are transferring money. In fact, while I was getting ready to teach today, I had paid my lawyer some money. I had moved money from someplace with one phone call. I've not left my house. And uh, today I have spent about $60,000 in paying, uh, my lawyers for some things. So it is possible for you to be effective by when you close from work. You see, the challenge with many people is that they don't realize that you can concentrate so much in one hour than to have many hours and doing nothing. So you don't have to do 68 hours when this business starts. Let the business grow and you grow with it. Do not resign your work. Stay where you are. Let your business be a side thing. And as it grows and it gets to a point where it can pay you probably five, six times, that's when you begin to think of leaving employment. And in fact, in these days of coronavirus, if your employers allow you to work from home, it gives you the opportunity to do both at the same time. Next question is... I have already registered my company. What quick actions can I strategize to transition from full-time paid employment? Thank you. The first thing to do is to find a problem you want to solve, to find the market you want to solve, and to find the potential clients. Ensure there is business and people are calling for your service. Do not just resign, create an office, fold your, your legs, and say, now I am my own employer. No, rather let the market be there, let the potential start. In fact, yet again, apply the Pareto principle here. Do 20% of your time with this, your side business. While you are giving your employers, your employers cannot uh, challenge you for using your spare time unless it is the same kind of business. Unless it is the same kind of business and it now looks like a divided attention. If not, you, when you finish your employer's work from inside your car, you can start and let your business grow to the place where we said it can pay you five times before you now turn your back on paid employment. Registered company is not enough. You have to realize that uh, there are other rules of business success and you need to obey those rules of business success when you obey those rules of business success, then your business can do well. Part of the rules of business success is, is, is for you to, to find the time to do the right thing. I'm trying to get some of these rules. I actually have just recorded it. I don't know when we're going to play it. That's why I'm looking for it just in case I can find it and read it for you. Okay, I can't find it right now, but you need to obey these rules. Do not run. Do not jump into starting and just resigning. No, no, no. Let everything be gradual. 
let it be a process which you go through and you created a system of easing into what you are doing. Okay, let me read some of these rules for you. The sort of the rule says, uh, be a master marketer. Now you have your own company, be a master marketer, market your ideas, really do intense marketing. The initial monies that come into a company should not be to pay salaries, but to sell the company, sell the company, sell the company, sell the product. Let people be so interested in the product. Then after you have sold the company, do your research find your find your clients who is the person who needs the product i want to sell do a, an intense research then don't do what everyone is doing if you are selling ice ice cream let there be a, a touch to the ice cream that makes it unique that will make people want your ice cream then establish good reputation in the business because there are other rules to this business. But do not forget, do research, know who you want to target, know who you want to reach. Do not just say, I want the whole world to buy my product. If it's this shirt you want to sell, check, test the market. How many people want this kind of shirt? Even the name of the company, you need to be very careful. Don't, in business, don't get emotional. Don't say, but I like it. You know, I saw a lady wanted to begin to sell a particular spice and i asked her why are you doing the spice she said oh i like spicy food how many people like spicy food you don't turn just your like that's your passion it has to solve a problem it has to solve a problem it has to solve a problem let's take one last question if we can before we close on this one how do how do you write proposal inviting potential investors to an existing business for leveraging well you you make your argument you present what the business not what it will do for you but what it will do for them that's how you get leverage you you must always look at the point of view that the person who is bringing money wants to see what's in it for him one how the business will grow two what potential it has to solve problem three how it will be accepted four and what will happen to their money is their money secure will their money increase i do hope we have tried as much as possible to answer your question today please go to matthewashimalo.com matthewashimalo one word.com join us on our platform like our, our platform and share thank you god bless